the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch, and we're glad you are joining us for tonight's broadcast. Have you ever asked yourself the question, who is Jesus, or what does it mean to be saved? How about questions like, what is eternity? Or is there really a God, and where is he when I'm truly suffering? These are just some of the topics we explore every weeknight at this time. Over the next 30 minutes, you are going to hear a small taste of what Pastor Dudley Rutherford's teaching ministry is all about. Let's join Dudley right now as he begins his message for us tonight. I want you to take your Bibles, if you will, and turn to Mark chapter 2, the Gospel of Mark chapter 2. I want to speak to you on the subject, the man on the mat. The first thing to note if you're taking notes, and I hope you are, write this down. Jesus has the power to heal. Now, the context of Mark chapter 2, whenever you read the scripture, you need to understand the overall context. Mark chapter 1, the very beginning chapter of the gospel of Mark, Jesus has just begun his earthly ministry. The first thing that he did after he called his disciples is he began to heal people. First, in verse 25, he drives out an evil, uh, uh, a man who's got an evil spirit. He drives the spirit, the evil spirit, out of the demon-possessed man. The second thing that he does, this is all in Mark chapter 1, he heals Simon's mother-in-law. She had a fever of some kind. And they told Jesus about her. They said, hey, Jesus, uh, back in the back room of Simon's mother-in-law, she's back there, she's sick. What's wrong with her? She's got a fever. Verse 31. So Jesus, he went to her. He took her hand. He helped her up. And the Bible says that the fever left her like that. Just, it just, he just touched her hand and the fever disappeared. And the Bible says that she began to wait on them. There, there was no 14-day quarantine. All right? He just healed her, and immediately she began to interact with the rest of them. Verse 32 says, later that evening after sunset, the Bible says that people brought people to Jesus. They brought all of the sick and all of the demon-possessed came to that house for Jesus to heal. And verse 34 says that Jesus healed many who had various diseases. And so he cast out, this is all in chapter 1. This is the context for chapter 2. He, he cast out demons. He, he healed the hearing impaired. He, he cured the blind. And including, in verse 41 of chapter 1, he heals a man with leprosy. So by the time you get to chapter 2, one thing is well established by the time you come to chapter 2. And that is that Jesus has the power to heal. That's what I learned in Mark chapter 2. The second thing, write this down, that we clearly see in this story is that you and I, we should be working together to bring people to Jesus. 
Oh, this is one of my favorite stories in the whole Bible. It's one of my favorite stories. I heard it when I was a little kid. I've never forgotten it. It's a story about four guys. These four guys did whatever was possible to bring their friend, the fifth guy, to Jesus. Nothing, nothing could deter them from making sure that their friend, the man on the mat, had an opportunity to meet Jesus face to face. It's packed. It's crowded. It is standing room only. You can't even get in this house. It's so crowded. They're all there to hear Jesus. They're all there to meet Jesus. And I happen to believe that anytime Jesus shows up, there's going to be a crowd of people. I I think churches would be full of people today if Jesus were truly there. And in this story in Mark chapter 2, Jesus is in the house. It's crowded. And he's teaching the word of God. And here come, here come these four guys, these four friends. And I, I imagine these four guys, one tall, one short, one fast, one slow, all working together to get their friend to Jesus. And I can just hear them. One guy said, hey, man, slow down. You're going, you, you speed up. And one guy says, hey, you're too tall. Lower it, lower it just a little bit. You're, you're hurting my back. If I go down there, I'm going to hurt my back. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. But I figure out that they all work together trying to get their friend to Jesus. And when they get, when they finally get there, that the house is so full that they can't even get their friend inside the house. So instead they go around to the side and there's some stairs and they get their friend up on top of the house. The Bible says they began to dig a hole. Then they picked their friend and they lowered their friend down through that hole just so their friend can meet Jesus face to face. And all I want you to know is that this was not easy. This was not normal. This was not safe. It took some hard work, but those four fellows worked together to get their friend to Jesus. Adrian Rogers, concerning this text, he actually names these four guys. He's got a name for each of the four guys. I want to share them with you. One of those four guys is called Mr. Compassion. That's what he calls him, Mr. Compassion. One of those four had to have some compassion because that's what was motivating them to get their friend, their lost friend, to Jesus. They had to have compassion. And if you take an honest assessment most of our concerns are usually for our own safety. Most of our worries are for our own health. Most of our concerns are for our own needs. But this man's concern was for someone who did not know Jesus. That's, that's why he's called Mr. Compassion, because he wanted to get his friend to Jesus. Now, another member of this quartet, we'll call this guy number two, His name was Mr. Confidence because he knew, they knew that if they could only get their friend face-to-face with Jesus, uh, they could get their friend with a meeting with Jesus, they they knew that this man on the mat could be healed. They, They knew it. They knew it. There's always people who say that this will never work. It's too hard. It's too difficult. There's too many hurdles. There's always people who don't have enough faith or too little faith. But then there are those who have great faith. There are those who say, we're fine. There are those who say, hey, God's got this. Uh, 
It's, it's a little crowded here at the house. So what? Yes, the guy's been lame his entire life. Uh, no worries. If, if we can just get him to Jesus, that Jesus will fix everything. Oh, that, that's a person of faith. And if you read this text, it's a little word. We read it earlier in verse 5. I want to show it to you. Verse 5, it says that when Jesus saw their faith, not the faith necessarily of the lame man, but the faith of the four, it says that when he saw their faith, that he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. I want to ask you today, where is your faith? Where is your faith in regards to your health? Where is your faith in regards to your family? Where is your faith in regards to your finances? Where is your faith in regards to your future? Where is your faith in regards to COVID-19? Where is your faith in regards to leading your friends to Jesus? Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 22, He said, I have become all things to all men so that by all possible means I might save some. Let's do whatever is necessary to lead people to Jesus. Can someone say amen? You know we have a lot of ministries in our church. We have youth ministries and sport ministries and life groups and we have television ministries. Did you know that every ministry we have is simply a means to bring people to Jesus, just like that guy on the stretcher, that the youth ministry department is a stretcher to bring people to Jesus, that the sports ministry program here at Shepherd is just a stretcher to bring people to Jesus, that life groups is just a stretcher to bring people to Jesus, that our television and radio ministries just a stretcher to bring people to Jesus. Our missions department is a stretcher just to bring people to Jesus. Our volunteer department, our nursery department, they're just all stretchers to bring people to Jesus. Don't ever forget that that is why this church exists, to lead men, women, boys, and girls into a face-to-face encounter with Jesus be confident that if we can introduce people to Jesus, that Jesus will indeed save them. Can someone say amen? Next up, this is fellow number three. His name is Mr. Courageous. You do know that this was a pretty courageous thing to do, right? To go up on some roof that's not even yours, to carry a a lame man up on top of the roof, to tear someone's roof up that's, that's not even yours. Why, who's going to pay for it? And what if the guy falls and gets even hurt in a, in a greater capacity? This, this is quite the spectacle. I, I'm sure some people laughed. I, I'm sure some people complained. I, I'm sure some people said, well, those guys are fanatical. But one thing is for sure, those guys were courageous. Did you know that we're not going to win our world? We're not going to win our city for the Lord by living in fear? by being scared, by not risking some things, by not stepping out and taking some chances. I decided a long time ago that when I die, I'm not going to stand before Governor Newsom. When I die, I'm not going to stand before the President of the United States. When I die, I'm going to stand before Almighty God in heaven. And he's the one that I answer to. 
He's the one that has called the church, which the word church means in the Greek, the word ekklesia, it means a gathering of people. That's what the church is. It's a group of people who love God, who've, who've gathered together. And the laws of this country have clearly stated that we are assured that liberty and that freedom. Are you afraid to carry your Bible to work? Are you afraid to bow your head and pray before you eat your meal? Are you scared to witness to your neighbor or to talk to your friend about Christ? I'll tell you what happened. Mr. Courageous joined up with Mr. Compassion, who joined up with Mr. Confidence to get this man to Jesus no matter what in Mark chapter 2. The fourth fella, they call him Mr. Creativity. I mean, this whole story is like a scene from Mission Impossible. The house is jammed. The front door is unaccessible. You can't get inside the house. You can't even get near the house. And one guy, boy, he must have been creative because most guys would have never come up with this idea. He said to the other three, there must be another way. No, 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 there is no way. The place is packed. We'll have to come back another day. No, 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 no. Uh, Maybe we can ask people to make room. No, nobody's going to make any room for us. Well, maybe there's a window. We could sneak them in a window. No, there's no window. Well, maybe there's a back door. Let's go around the back see there. No, there's no back door. Well, are there stairs to the roof? Well, there are some stairs, but what are we going to do up there? I don't know. Just come on. Let's go up on the roof. Let's look. Carry the guy. I have an idea. What's your idea? Oh, I don't know. I have an idea. Well, what's the idea? Well, we go up there and we tear a hole and we lower this guy down. What? Yeah, let's go up the stairs. Let's go up on the roof. And we'll just, we'll just dig a hole in the, in the middle of the roof and we'll lower our buddy down to Jesus because if he has a face-to-face encounter with Jesus, I know he'll be saved. Now, that's creativity. Can someone say amen? I'm telling you, there's always some creativity going on when you need to be able to get something done and someone says you can't get this done. Listen, anytime someone tells you that they don't want to become a Christian, anytime they tell you that they don't want to come to church, Anytime someone tells you, don't give me that stuff about Jesus, I'm not interested, don't ever, 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 ever give up. There are a thousand ways to plant seeds. There are a thousand ways to get people to Jesus. There are a thousand ways to invite people to church. There are a thousand ways to share your faith. And I would tell you that right now with the current fears that unsaved people have right now, Because of COVID-19 and with the use of our online services and the resources that are available today via the internet, that it is easier now to lead people to Jesus Christ than it's ever been before. If you need to be more compassionate, so be it. If you need to be more confident, so be it. If you need to be more courageous, so be it. If you need to be more creative, so be it. But let's work together to get people to Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, and amen. Number three, my final thought. This is my final thought on this message. I want you to write this down. And this, this for me, is the gist of this whole text. That the greatest miracle, the greatest miracle is to be healed spiritually not to be healed physically. Mark chapter 2, verse 5, Jesus saw their faith. He said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are what? They're forgiven. Now there were some teachers of the laws we prepare to close. The Bible says that they were just, they were just sitting there. 
thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who, for, who can forgive sins but God alone? You know what that is? That's a power play. Those are some religious leaders. Power had gone to their head. Jesus is over here forgiving a man of his sins. And instead of being excited, instead of being grateful, instead of being thankful that some man's sins had been forgiven, they were saying, by by whose authority can this guy be doing stuff like that? The Bible says, immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? And then he asked this question, which is easier? I want you to think about this. Which is easier? To say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven? Or to say to a lame man, get up, take up your mat and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. I don't know which one is easier. I know that beyond any shadow of any doubt, I know which one's most important. I know which one's most needed. It's not to be able to be healed physically. The greatest miracle is that you can be saved spiritually here today. As we close, I just want to tell you my greatest worry. This is my greatest worry with what's going on in our world today, with COVID-19 and with the civil unrest and with all the schools being closed and with people worried about who's wearing a mask and who's not wearing a mask, you know what my greatest worry is? My greatest worry is that people seem to be more concerned about the physical than the spiritual. Some of us are more concerned with what the CDC says than the B-I-B-L-E says. Some of you are more concerned about catching a virus called COVID that can destroy you physically than you are concerned about another virus called sin that can destroy you spiritually and eternally. Some of you are more concerned about keeping people out of the I-C-U than you are about keeping people out of the H-E-L-L. We're more concerned about being politically correct than we are about being biblically correct. We're more concerned about gaining followers on Instagram than we are about Jesus gaining followers in a heavenly land. We're more concerned about what the governor says than what the Spirit of God says. We're more concerned about this life than we are the next life. We're more concerned about laying treasures up in this world than we are laying up treasures in the next world. We are more concerned about asking people, are you a Republican or a Democrat, than we care about asking people, are you saved or are you lost? We're more concerned about if a stranger's face is covered or not covered with a paper mask than we are concerned that if a stranger's heart is covered by the blood of Jesus. While we are more concerned in this country about what Dr. Fauci says than we are concerned about what Jesus Christ says. I want you to think for a moment. Be honest. Be honest here today. 
How much time, how much energy, how much worry, how much of your thought capacity have you spent the last five months worried about COVID-19? Versus how much time and how much energy and how much worry and how much of your thought capacity have your thoughts been about your eternal destiny? So I guess the questions today are this quickly. Number one, are you the guy on the mat? Are you here today in need of being healed physically or being healed spiritually? Are you the guy on the mat? Or are you one of the four guys that are working together, doing everything you possibly can do to get people to Jesus? Or are you like one of those religious leaders? You're just taking up space. Standing in the way. Let's bow our heads for just a word of prayer. Father God in heaven, thank you for today. Thank you for this text. Thank you for this story. I pray, Father, today, all over the world, there are people who are hurting physically, and they're far greater. There are people who are lost spiritually. I pray that they would view this message and they would view this time and this season in their life as a time where someone is trying to bring them face to face with Jesus. And God, I ask if if there's anyone, a man, a woman, a boy, a girl, in whatever state that they're in, God, whatever country that they're in, that today they would begin to read Mark chapter 1. They would begin to read Mark chapter 2. They would see that you are a God who heals, but more importantly, you are a God who can forgive sins. That no matter what we've ever done, no matter what we've ever said, God, that you have the ability to forgive us of our sins. I ask God for anyone here today who've been too wrapped up worrying about things that we have ceased being the church of Jesus Christ. We've ceased to be ambassadors on behalf of Christ. That we've taken our eyes off of you, O God, and we've placed them on the things of this world and we're no longer engaged in bringing people to Jesus. And Lord, I pray that we would learn today that there is no door that Jesus cannot open. There is no enemy that Jesus cannot defeat that there is no need that Jesus cannot meet, that there's no pain that Jesus cannot comfort, there is no problem that Jesus cannot solve, there is no sickness that Jesus cannot heal, and there is no sin that Jesus cannot forgive. Help us this week to come face to face with Jesus. Yes, he can heal us physically, but more importantly, he can heal us spiritually, we pray. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen and Amen. We hope the message you just heard tonight from Pastor Dudley has been a blessing to you. Isaiah 55:11 reminds us that the preaching of God's Word never returns void. We want you to know we have phone counselors standing by if you are in need of prayer. Our number is simple to dial. It's 888-818-4777. We know the enemy is always at work with his deliberate and calculated attacks against us. So please don't hesitate to call us if you are alone and need to pray with someone right now. Again, our phone number is 888-818-4777. 
We know as Christians, our relationship with Jesus is a daily commitment and not just something we do on the weekends. We believe we have the perfect gift today to help you maintain your daily connection to our Lord for the coming year. Romancing Royalty is a daily devotional book designed to draw you closer to King Jesus with 365 inspirational stories, scriptures, prayers, study questions, and even a place to journal. There are more than 100 contributors to this book, including Greg Laurie, the late John Wooden, Tony Campolo, Jack Hayford, Raul Rees, and Jim Garlow, just to name a few. We know this daily devotional will be a blessing to you. Pastor Dudley's top-selling daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, is available right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. Romancing Royalty can be yours by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. Our number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order Romancing Royalty directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. We know there are many daily devotionals available today, but none come close to the level of insightful contributors to this book. It's our most popular seller this time of year. So we invite you to call and get your copy of Pastor Dudley's daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, today. I'm Kyle Welch, hoping you'll join us again tomorrow night at this same time here on KKLA as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.